0: So thank you so much for joining us here on WBAI. Obviously, there's a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. First of all, there are myriad developments each day, and while the mayor's providing the latest updates for us, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there is considerable fear, in some cases panic, but we don't want people to overreact. So can you talk a little about the impact this is having on the city and the message you want to send about how the city's administration is handling this?
1: Well, Jeff, you know, we, of course people are worried about their futures. They're worried about how long this will last and what the economic impact is going to be. But I want people to know that we're going to get through this together. Um, it may be the first time that this has happened in many people's lifetime, but, um, you know, it is it is something that we can handle as long as we don't lose sight of of what's important and take it day by day. I want to learn to know that the city has your back, that the health and safety of of your family, friends, and loved ones is our most important priority. The mayor is working literally, and his team working literally night and day to make sure that that New Yorkers uh, have the resources that they need. And we need New Yorkers to guard their mental health just as closely as they guard their physical health. And we're here to help them do that.
0: I recall having lived in New York for about 25 years now and being here around 9-11, I remember how much New Yorkers banded together after 9-11. What are some of the stories you've been hearing about New Yorkers that are you know, doing something similarly that illustrate the efforts to support others at this time?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. New Yorkers? have shown their resilience and kindness time and again through natural disasters like Hurricane Sandy uh, or uh, 2001 when we had the terrorist attacks. We've seen communities come together to raise money, to donate to food banks, run errands to elderly neighbors, and I'm seeing that all over again. Uh, I was just speaking to uh, actually a member of our NYPD who lives in a building where there are many seniors. And what she does is she puts notes under their door, offering to, you know, go get groceries or do whatever your friends have to do, you know, go to the pharmacy or you know, whatever is needed. And um, she made three she made, <laughs> runs yesterday. And I think it's that kind of thoughtfulness, that kind of kindness that will help us get through this. When people stop for a moment and think about How can I help other people who are actually having a rougher time than I am? Um, That inclination, reach out, will help us get through this more easily.
0: And I have to say, as someone who each day has made a point of going to a local small business in my district, which may not be as possible now moving ahead, but um, I've made a point of supporting some of our local neighborhood establishments, but it's it's saddening that many institutions, many places in our neighborhoods, even some smaller businesses, might not ever recover from this. Is that something that goes through your mind too?
1: Yes, it, it does go through my mind and, and I have to go back to, again, taking it day by day. You know, do what you can to help others around you. I think that's a great example. Support your services. Um Get takeout, get a delivery uh, for food do what is uh, essential and allowable um, to help others. And that is all we have control of right now. Um, we, you know, we don't have, we can't control uh, whether there's gonna be enough economic relief. We can't, we don't control the treasury. Um, all we can do is take care of ourselves and our loved ones and our neighbors and, and reach out to others, see what we can do to just get through the day and then get through the next day. and this you will catch.
0: So on Friday, the governor mandated that all non-essential businesses and employees stay home, what he's calling pause. And others are still taking it upon themselves to self-isolate. And it seems like we are moving towards a shelter-in-place mandate or requirement. Is this, this is going to heighten stress levels and impact our emotional state? So, you know, how do you feel about this move? And what measures do you recommend that people take to kind of alleviate their stress and their, their and to how kind of to preserve their mental health.
1: I think it's very important for everyone to take time to think about themselves um, every day, think about how they're doing. Some people journal, which I highly recommend. It's a wonderful time to keep a journal about what you're feeling, uh, how you're feeling about uh, what's going on around you. And many therapists now are practicing telepsychiatry the video chat, or the conducting sessions by telephone. So if you feel like you're at a point where you need help, like perhaps you feel like you want to drink more than you know you should, or perhaps you're feeling self-destructive, or you even you want to harm others. You feel like they're being you know, a little more snappy or verbally abusive so other people That's the time to reach out and get some help. And as I said, many therapists will help you by phone or uh, via video chat. This is the age of social media. We've got all these apps and technologies. Uh, we can be in touch with whole groups of people anywhere at any time. So
0: connect with people online. Talk it out. And I would think that many children, many kids are scared as well. And I know your your uh, children are a bit older in their 20s. What have you talk to them about this and the precautionary measures that they should take?
1: Uh, well, you know, first of all, those young people who are in their twenties—they <laughs> don't really actually want a lot of advice from, from us. At least mine does. <laughs> but I do—I um, do think it's important that that parents know that sometimes it is really difficult for teenagers to not have the company of their peers. Like, yeah, when we start. We have social media, and that's that's um, that's really a, a a lifeline for for many of us. With the school shut down and the older New Yorkers, are um, not able to socialize at senior centers. Many of us are thrust into more intense roles as as caregivers. So I I always say, please remember, first of all, take care of yourself. You know, put your oxygen mask on first. Take care of yourself, or you take care of your loved ones. But then keep your conversations with, with children age-appropriate and fast Uh Assure them that, that, you know, if they do get sick, the world is full of people who will help them. And help your sick, you know, we want everyone to stay home, wash their hands, avoid groups of people, uh, practice self-distancing, um, we can do anything to help uh, those who are older who really need, and I'm talking about the rural 60s, 60s, 70s, especially those with existing conditions, you know, see what we can do to help them. A phone call can really change someone's day.
0: So, as far as the city services, part of Thrive, NYC is NYC, well, can you talk a little about the services the city is now offering and what the response has been so far?
1: Well, you know, the commitment to mental health is administration-wide, and we are working with city agencies to make sure that that the mental health needs of New Yorkers are are an especially a priority at this time. So there are a number of, of mental health services that are taking steps to help people during this unprecedented time. Um, and I, we always refer people to NYC Well as the hub. NYC Well is our helpline. People can text, they can call, they can um, chat. The number is one 888 NYC Well, it's free, it's confidential, and it's twenty four seven. And I want folks to realize that they can access it in over twenty in, I'm sorry, in over two hundred languages. NYC Well can be accessed in over two hundred languages. People can get support by phone, text, or online chat. Short term counseling is available. And also referrals to ongoing resources. So, someone needs a a therapist. They can get connected to someone. Um, This is important. That people feel like they are not alone. No one is alone in this time. No one has to feel isolated. There's always a place people can reach out. The number again
0: is one eight 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 N Y C Well. And one thing I had noticed also was that N Y C Well recommends that people have a crisis plan. Can you talk a little about what that is?
1: Well, it's always important to have a crisis plan. It's it's especially important um, in a a stressful time. You don't want to have to make up a crisis plan when you're in severe stress. So the idea is to be aware of of signs that something is changing in mental health, that you are not um, functioning uh, the way you usually do uh, that. You're not able to um, take the usual measures, and note when you might need support, and be ready to call for help or reach out to trust a trusted friend or relative. I think it's a good idea to have a buddy, um, someone that you talk to every day um, to help you sort of take take, take your, uh, your measure, of how you're doing. Um, that way, if you need, like you just really can't reach out yourself, you have a buddy or a friend somebody who can
0: reach out for you. And I'm glad you said that because I work with one nonprofit, Alliance for Positive Change, that has a robust peer program. And that is something else that I believe NYC Well or Thrive talks about too, the value of peer support at this time.
1: Yes, peer support is really just one of those um, amazing services that I I think we should have much more of. We do have a number of peers working at um, NYC Well. And a number of five similar programs as well. Peer support means that, that people can get help from a trained individual who has lived experience with mental health challenges. Now that may be a, a SUBSTANCE disorder or some other type of mental health challenge. But they are they have incredible skills. Um and in some situations that's the best for a person A to someone who personally understands uh, the experience that they've been through um, as they've been
0: there. And before we close, I just want you to repeat that number once again if anyone would like to call NYC Well.
1: If everyone, if you have a pen, write it down and share this number with your friends, with, with really anyone you're in contact with, but you never know when someone might need to reach out for help. The number is 1 888 NYC Well. I'll say that again. One eight 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 nyc well uh, People can text, they can call, they can chat, um,
0: but just make that call to get connected. So First Lady, if people want to follow you and get more information as well as go to the website for NYC Well and Thrive NYC, where should they go?
1: People can follow me at, at NYC First Lady, at at NYC First Lady, you can also follow Slide NYC on Twitter at Mental Health NYC. That's at Mental Health NYC. And you know, Jeff, every New Yorker should be signed up for COVID text alerts in the city. That's C O V I D by texting C O V I D or in Spanish, C O V I D E S P, 692 692. So again, that any New Yorker can sign up for the COVID text list by texting 692 692. And they can save them in Spanish if they text E O V I
0: D E S T and 692 692. First Lady Shorelane McCray, I want to thank you so much for joining me here on WDAI City Watch.